Let's get a coffee, a tea or two Talk about minds like freedom stew This is our safe zone for me and you Talk about things we shouldn't do uh. Back again now with another topic With another option, with another caution It's a chill place where we talk Tea and toes back again, don't stop uh. Welcome back to another episode of the Antos Podcast. So, um, well, like we said, we will be back for part two of the second half of 2021, the recap. Um, tuning in, hopefully you guys have heard the first half. You know, you wouldn't want to miss half of the year, you get what I mean? You know, missing out from like half the year, so even though you're listening this in 2022, I'm pretty sure, um, unless we're living in the totally different time zones, but you you should know you are listening this in 2022. But yeah. Um. Anyways, today we have the same two, same old, same old two boys from the block. Go ahead, guys. Reintroduce yourselves. My name is Adam. <laughs> and I am Rich. Like Rich Carlton. Rich Carlton. Hmm. Do you own the Carlton Hotels, most probably? Hopefully one day, you know, as I walk in and I say my name. So just like nice music. Right? Yeah, it reminds me of that. If you guys have watched, um, what do you call it? Crazy Rich Asians. The, the lady just walks in and like buys the hotel that they don't want them to come in. That one is you can you know money from the sky, not from even from the sky, you know. Uh but you know, we aspire... only own the printer to print money one. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the Asian saying la your you know like your grandfather hotel. Yeah. <laughs> literally, literally they can say that this is yeah. my grandfather's <laughs> hotel. We all aspire to be that rich one day, you know. Crazy rich Asians. But yeah, um, Going back into this, and hopefully you guys have heard the first half. It's been a, well, it's a pretty crazy half, first half, but it's going to get crazier as it goes for the next six months or so. So we covered, like, what, what have we co- we covered already? How What months? If I'm not mistaken, it's... We covered from January to June, June the first correct. six months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, what? Going through what you guys think, basically a small, small. Let's recap the recap. You know, like what do you, what do you think of the first half of the year? It was hell. <laughs> that was like, sure. like it was hell, but the second part would be much more worse than the first part. Well, I guess uh, it can be. It's both ways because it's good because um, technically lockdown ended. During around this time, basically the second half, but it's hell in a different type of situation, you know. Yeah, I mean, everyone thought 2021 would be recovery, like it would be better 2020, you know, even World uh, Olympics, sorry, yeah. in that time. So, yeah. Yeah, Olympics yeah. is actually on the second half. We're, we're, we're gonna touch, touch based on that most probably, uh, actually, on the next. So, without further ado, let's just move on. To July, you know, my favorite month because it's my birthday, guys. Third of July, you know. It's just your saying, boy's just, birthday. Just saying. Oh, yours as well, Adam. Definitely, let's go. Let me, July, boy. Remember boys. my birthday, yeah. 
Do you even remember mine? That's the question. Yours is 13. Lies. It's on the third. Ha, you don't even remember that mine. Still, still got the number there, right? Uh, at, at least... <laughs> uh, okay, fair, fair. When is mine? Okay. Uh, uh, 17th. Bullshit. No. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, well, Ritz? <laughs> huh. Yeah, I'm pretty okay. sure you all just missed mine, but it's alright. You're all air. Huh? Birthday <laughs> to you. <laughs> well, July is a, is a special one for both of us. And Ritz, when is it, Ritz? January? Is it? 6th of January. Yeah, yeah. yeah there we January. go. January baby right there. So... Yeah, but the youngest, I think you're the youngest. Are you the youngest? I am the youngest. You're the youngest? I'm okay. Youngest. Oh. You are 97. 99. 99. The both of us are younger than you. You're the one. Yeah. I'm just the old man, okay. <laughs> Back to July. Let's not, age is a sensitive topic. Let's, let's move on <laughs> to July, okay? <laughs> July is technically a pretty crazy month uh, crazy month uh, july and august basically the two months that i'll be covering you guys pitch in whenever you feel like it but like on the 7th of july dato mm-hmm. ismail sabri that's when he became the deputy prime minister which is a shock of like oh no you know who would have thought dato ismail sabri will be you know, the deputy prime minister. When that happened, you know, um, I think during that time, already a lot of the rakyat was having, you know, doubts about Buhidin being the prime minister. And actually, I think a day after, actually the day after, Amno withdrew their support for, uh, and then they wanted a new prime minister to be up. I'm not mistaken during that time. And a lot of people were like, supporting this because um, they said like uh, during the reign of Muhyiddin, a lot of things weren't going very well. The, the lockdown happened again and, and everybody was generally not happy. Um, so generally for our outside listeners, it's basically a change of government, right? It's, it's like coming towards this change, the end of one administration to another one. It's the change of... Uh, this is like an addition first before the change, oh, okay, yes, okay. Right. because he becomes the deputy prime minister, not the prime minister yet. Ah, okay. ah you got mistaken there. But like, um, being that, like, I was like, okay, we have another deputy prime minister. I mean, all right, every prime minister needs a deputy. You know who who doesn't need? I'm pretty sure. Um, then moving forward towards it, um. About a week or so after, the cabinet actually says like, oh, no, actually we still are supporting Wadi Yassin, basically. So I was like, alright, you know, politica- political things going here, political turmoil going here and there. It were, basically, Amno was like, yeah, no, but the cabinet was like, yeah, yeah. You know, mm. if you put it in layman's term. But... Other than that chaos, something ha- something good came out of it as well. Uh, not in the political sense, but like on the 23rd of July, mm-hmm. it was when Olympics started. Everybody was excited about the Olympics. Everybody during that time didn't uh, didn't care about... Who wouldn't say didn't care about political times, basically, but everybody was excited for, to see the Summer Olympics. But, you know, during that time, if I'm not mistaken... Um, people were still saying, like, they shouldn't hold the Olympics. I don't know what I'm thinking. Yeah. 
they were like because the cases was rising in Japan, mm-hmm. and there was a protest to go against it. But yeah, yeah that's right. The the Olympic Committee decided to continue on. You know, this is when like, the money comes in, everything happens. Yeah, true. <laughs> but. I I feel like it's also unfair for our athletes as well in a way because they they do they have been preparing month month after month and then, uh, hearing it postponed after preparing for it but again. It has been postponed for over a year because Olympics supposed to be in twenty twenty. Yep. Um, they did announce it to like move to twenty twenty one, but they wanted it to push some more towards twenty twenty two. You know. Wow. After I think. I can't remember when they actually announced they wanted to. Uh, there was a protest about it, but they did announce it. Was it was during the Olympics. It was during the Olympics. Yeah. Oh, okay. But too bad it's already moving forward with it. And they did have their own, you know, SOPs over there. And I actually enjoyed seeing the, um, what do you call it? The athletes TikToks, you know, where they show the <laughs> Japanese beds and how, where, how they, they eat and everything. Really interesting, actually. Back to Malaysia, though. The Tokyo. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're talking about well, you know the dream for me to is to go there. You know. Uh, anyways, uh, going forward, basically. Um, how do I say this? Um, July. July. Still, still July. At the end of July, where is where the political thing started going up again, basically. Because if I'm not mistaken, Yang Yang Di Putra Nagong decided to retract the retraction of the state of emergency. Mm. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it because was here's, revoked, so, right? yeah. yeah, it was revoked. The revoke uh, rebuke on the revocation. So basically, okay. they, they just said, like mm, they decided to take back the revocation, lah. So which led to even more people getting a bit annoyed about it. Like, it's supposed... The, the parliament has been closed for, what, like, almost a year. Nothing has been going on. Nothing has been going forward. And everybody just wants something to be moving forward, you know? Because it's been at a, sense, at a standstill for a very long time. So, like, the opposition... um, Not only the opposition, a lot of protesters came down saying that, okay, Muidin, this is your time to resign, you know? It is too much. We need a new government going, uh, moving forward, and then that's when August. Even more things happen due to this July thing. So, um, in August, the state of emergency actually ended for all the countries except for Sarawak, if I'm not mistaken. And I'm not quite sure about why is it not in Sarawak. Do you guys have any idea why is it? Well, uh. Honestly, unless the king has like declared full uh, state of emergency and he just, you know, revokes everything, then yeah, that, that could happen unless the state of Sarawak is just uh, asking for like a special request for them to be in emergency. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't, can't put any vouch into that, but that could be the most possible theory. I can't remember anything about that. Uh, well... <laughs> The the end of the year was even more hectic, basically, I guess. But you know, that's another. That's we'll we'll move on to that. Um, and then around, if I'm not mistaken, around the second of August, um, the opposition also came down again to the Dewan Rakyat, saying that they need to re- you need to resign, Eden. It's already time again. And during this time, there was like police around blocking, uh, these protesters from actually protesting in at at the state. 
Um, oh yes, I remember. Right, it near uh, the Medica Square, right? Yep. They they, they had a protest when it's not really a protest where they the just blocked all the roads to go to the parliament because you know the parliamentarians they they tried to go to work. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's no there's no political like uh, politicking here right now. Yeah. What I'm stating is facts. I mean, do you know that it's not just uh, like we call it the the Dewan Negara, uh, sorry, the Dewan Rakyat, right? Uh, mm-hmm. When they're in session, parliamentary session, when they're debating or whatever it is that they're doing, it's it's not just what you see on TV. There are people who are actually talking behind the scenes, trying to you know discuss on uh, creating a new law, a new bill, and some of the other people are doing like the harder work. Uh, and some of these like royal commissions, the RCIs, the one investigating one MDB, partially, and and there's so many more, are uh, all going through like in that parliament building. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, the police also stop these people when it's their right, it's their job to go. Work. Yeah, it's their job. <laughs> so it's just a bit of a commotion lah for the day, you know. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought they were just blocking the ones that are protesting. I didn't know they were actually stopping people from going to work as well. Yeah, you can uh, see how many yeah. people work in the parliament. Yeah? Yeah, I can remember that Shai Sadiq posted that they wanted to just do their job, but mm-hmm. they it, can't because it, the police is there to stop them from yeah. going in. So, um, that was no, a pretty no, big... There's a few politicians that were yeah, yeah. together with the protesters to if, if, if I'm not mistaken, Hana Yo was there, basically. Yeah, Hana Yo was there. Uh, Hana Yo, uh, Ibrahim was there as well. Uh, a lot of the opposition as well at the same time. But, you know, some other people were just, just trying to get to work. <laughs> Honestly. Because they get paid to do that. So, some... mm-hmm. so, like, in the following couple of days, basically, we didn't say, like, okay, since Abdo, uh, he's saying, like, oh, Abno's um, tarik balik of their support to him is doesn't matter because he still holds the majority. He says, and he says like, I I will prove to you that I still have the majority in a sense. But uh, so there was a confidence. It's called a confidence motion, I guess. Yeah. Um, do you, can you further explain what's a confidence motion? The the vote of no confidence. I mean, um. Basically, there's no uh, no confidence in the Prime Minister because, you know, uh, anybody in that 222-seat parliament can be Prime Minister as long as they have the confidence the of the House. You know, so it doesn't matter which political party you are, but let's just say that, you know, um, by God's will that, you know, okay, you, you're successful in your political career, you have a philosophy, you know, do you say uh, rakyat untuk rakyat or something, you know, people for people and he wins, you know, uh, whoever it is, Muhyiddin or otherwise. So that person gets to go to the king and say, I have the confidence of the house and yeah, okay, uh, let's make us swearing in as prime minister tomorrow. No. It's, it's always been like that. Um, okay, that's something new to me for me to learn actually. I didn't know there was a such thing in a way. Partially yeah, no partially tradition. Yeah. Ah, okay. But in the end, the king has the final say in a way, basically, if I'm not mistaken. He has what they call uh discretionary powers, la, or views. You know, I mean, if if the person who is going to become prime minister is like a, a convict or drug addict, I'm pretty sure he can literally see 
think or think twice, right? Mm. <laughs> I mean, putting putting into that account, <laughs> not pointing fingers or anything. Uh, well, uh, you can say like in the sense like the sultan, the 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 what the the agong. The agong has the kuasa veto in a way. If I was thinking, right? Yeah. 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 What do you expect? He's yeah. agong. Oh. You know, sometimes he, there there are people who don't listen to the agong. I'm just saying. You know, there, there, there was a problem. Yeah. Just saying, there were people. Liberals! Yes. The L word. But, not only the liberals, you know, if I'm not mistaken. But let's not go there. Um, okay. Going into that. Um, then finally, Prime, on the 16th of August, Prime, like, the Muhyiddin Yassin said, like, okay, our cabinet is going to resign. Finally, they realize that they don't have the confidence uh, in the parliament, basically, and resign. So, during that time, he was still the, what do you call it, the prime minister, uh, the caretaker prime minister. minister. Yep. And I feel the like... interim the, prime minister. Interim prime minister. Is, is it the same? Yeah. I don't, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of lost halfway, but it's... I, I'm not sure. Uh, but... <laughs> Technically, he's still he is still the prime minister, but he cannot execute. Um, he got no things. power anymore. Yeah, he has no power, yeah. but he's just a body. He's just a body, basically, right there, saying, "I am president, but can't do anything." Until the new prime minister was um elected, I think, yeah. yeah, this happened during um Mahade's uh resignation as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah but Agong was the one who chose the new prime minister. Yeah, but during that time, during that that. Sp- empty space of power. Um, uh, my idea was also appointed as the caretaker. caretaker. Yeah. So then, boom, boom, About like a week after, more or less, uh, our current prime minister was sworn into the prime minister's seat, which is Ismail Sabri Yaakob. You know, um, he was sworn into the Istana Negara at around two thirty p.m. And marks the end of Muhyiddin Yassin's um, term as the car- caretaker and also as the PM. You know, now it, three prime minister in one term, man. Yes. So you know, uh, if I just can just you know point out towards this uh, public relations of initiative, maybe I can ask <laughs> our, our brother Adam uh, for his uh, intellectual view on this. You know, from one prime minister to another in like what. Uh, less than 24 months yeah well, how can you say this into like a maybe international relations sort of perspective please first of all to me, like to me it's like it will feel a bad rapport to the country where like which I'm like imagine like for example you take up an organization you're you're from outside of Malaysia okay we take as an example for like one organization okay. and you're from the States or from the UK and you're trying to invest in that organization. And then when you look at the when you look at the like portfolio of the company, the CEO has changed three times for the past twenty four months. There must be something wrong with the organization. So it's it it will be the same. Like Malaysia has been a joke to other countries. Even like countries that are like worse than us is making joke of it, like making joke about it. So it was a shame that we have 
we have like three prime minister in just three four months. Like, it shows that Malaysia can't do the job. It can't get the job done. Yeah. Mm, it is. It is showing. Like, I mean, not only that. I'm pretty sure, like, the Malaysians in other countries, sitting in other countries at the moment and stuff, questioning what is going on in Malaysia. Is it really that? Is our country? stable at the moment with like three prime ministers going in and out of the cabinet and the shifting of things here and there even i couldn't keep up with what is happening like i'm pretty sure the cabinet has been changed a billion times i mean maybe not a billion times there, there are still a lot of people who yeah, are because the previous party was ruling malaysia for over like for almost like how many years 50 60 um, years yeah and then then comes in a new one that when it comes to the new one where the Prime Minister changed for three times, that would be Malua. <laughs> well, that's that's what you call politics, you know. Uh, yeah. It's okay. Country's young in politics, you know. 61 years of rule for one single government, you can you can say we're like Japan. Mm. Japan. Japan had almost exactly the same. I think 60 years on one government, then they changed. <laughs> I mean, it's also a very old country. Don't mm. get me wrong. So they have experience. Yeah, another thing about like Malaysia is not moving towards and into an like innovation country just because like we are still stuck in the old mindset where we're still stuck because of people fighting power. People yeah. are still concentrating on fighting power too much where there's no yeah. concentration on building the country in a yeah. sense. Fighting, fighting for power is one. Like Another one is like we are still ruling the country with old mindsets. Like we don't listen to we don't listen to the, to the younger generations. Lah. Like okay like for example like our age in, uh, we are in our 20s but we do keep in mind that the younger generation are smarter than us. Why not just give them a chance to do something? Mm. So like, just give them a chance and see where the thing, like where it goes from there. Lah. This might be an interesting topic, basically. I do have in mind having a topic because only 18 should be coming in this year. If I'm not mistaken, 18 are, fake, uh, are going to be voting. Automatically registered, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah. Well, we should we should do a topic about this definitely to discuss what is going to happen on this on this day. It's, it's going to be a really historical day, most probably. But uh, let's wrap up August with a final say. Where in about less than six days, Ismail, uh, uh, our prime minister has a new cabinet. Cabinet very quickly. So yeah, I mean that's pretty much how August was wrapped up. Uh, goodbye, old prime minister. Hello, new prime minister now. Uh, Alright, so passing the torch to, to September. our... To September. Go ahead, my, my roots. So, September 2021. How much, you know? I mean, if you support Joho, there's Sultan of Joho's birthday, eh, happy birthday, Tuanku. And then we have Malaysia Day, you know, on the 16th of um, September. Okay, so... I wanted to say some things, you know, Malaysia Day, why is it so historic? What, what, what is Malaysia Day to you guys? Like, can you give like a short answer to that? I mean, what Public holiday. <laughs> 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 On the top of your head, public holiday, not wrong. Well, 1963, 16th of September, 
that's when Malaysia came into formation. We are a federation of states. So our name is technically speaking, nama panjang, you know, Federation of Malaysia. Tanah Melayu. Tanah Melayu is like, even way before, you know, okay, the British would like to call us Malaya before that. And, you know, if, if Queen Elizabeth didn't force Sarawak and Sabah, technically she calls Borneo lah with Brunei, we wouldn't have had Sabah and Sarawak together in 1963. And uh, in that time, we still had Singapore. So, hello, Mr. or Mrs. Singapore. Um, we were still one united country at that time. Also, if I'm not mistaken, Borneo was, a, was, also, was also in part of... Borneo or Brunei? Brunei, sorry. Brunei. <laughs> Brunei, wait, no, Brunei didn't want to, if I'm not mistaken, because they yeah, wanted to, want to hold like, their they, own. They, they, was the first, they were the first one to pull out from Tanah Melayu punya Merdeka punya rule. See, yeah, because the issue is uh, Sabah and Sarawak didn't have royalty. They didn't have sultans, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, at least not anymore like, at, the, at the time. Whilst Brunei, they did. And they were rich, mm-hmm. right? Not to say that the other countries were not. Uh, the states were not. And uh, at that time, Brunei had a very smart yet, um, how do you say, very strong uh, Prime Minister, Azahari something. He was the one who really advised and was like very vocal to say, no, we'll be independent on our own, we'll be okay. I, I kind of believe him, I think, I think they're okay. <laughs> they're, they're doing okay, most probably. They're quite quiet, but they're fine. You know? yeah, they're, they're, they're still there. They're just still yeah, there. they're still there. Yeah. No it's, funny. It's, it's funny how it's just, they're just stuck in between Sabah and Sarawak. It's just like, <laughs> I'm a country there, right? In the center, you know? But yeah, they are doing well, even though they're quiet. And Very well. They're advancing and everything. I think their currency is quite high also. Higher than us. How, how much is it? I think it's like two. It's, it's, it's just like Singapore. Singapore is already like times three from us. Uh, Singapore is already almost four already, actually. Singapore is already times three. Of Brunei is about there, around there. And last time, Singapore was like... Hmm? Singapore and us was like one-to-one. Yes. Far right. back then, during... Uh, when was that? I remember when... It I was, was in the 80s, 90s back then. It was the 80s and 90s? Yeah, 80s, 90s, Singapore was still one-to-one to us. But oh. when the 2000 comes... It was going bit, up. Bit la. by bit, like, you know, and when 2008 happened, you know, crash, we went up. Yeah. But, you know, do it right from Singapore, you know, money. Eh? <laughs> Luckily, I have like, like, um, aunts and uncles over there. So, you know, a 20 ringgit, 20 dollar Singapore ring is 60 here. I'm like, oh, not bad. I'm just going to move forward a little bit mm-hmm. to the 10th of September. It's, well, gloomy. I cannot say anything much about that, but it's uh, World Suicide Prevention Day. Oh. Uh, have to, you know, face it that uh, mental health matters, guys. Yeah. You know? And uh, suicide is actually, you know, actually a lot to do with mental health. And we realize, or at least we've recognized suicide and the prevention of suicide with the September 10th of every year. Uh, the... The Agung's daughter, uh, one of the princesses, is actually very strong with the mental health awareness. She just actually got 
the position as like the royal patron for the World Mental Health Organization or something. Is it under UNESCO? Not mistaken. I think uh, I... something like that under United Nations, you know, tied to it. Uh, but basically, you know, for for this day, for this month, it was all about world suicide prevention, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, not only were there events, there were a lot of talks because people needed to listen to one another. You know, um, suicide is something you never know who's going to be there, uh, and it's been a lot more apparent often happening in Malaysia for the past two years. You know, Especially so. during the pandemic thing, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it is important to, to to spread awareness about these things here and there. And I'm pretty, um, because of our, our younger generation as well, like a lot of people are starting to even more open eyes. You know, it's not just, oh, you just should go pray to God kind of thing, basically. Yes, it is part of a solution, but it's not the whole solution of it. So, you know, um, old traditions be, uh, bring old habits. So, you know, unless they are at least willing to open up, listen, you know, sometimes that, that's all it takes. Yes. Li- small little gestures help. Yes. You know, it, it never matters. matters. So, guys, anyone listening out there, try to even lend an ear. It, it kind of helps. Oh. Just a little bit. So, on the 29th of September, we had World Heart Day. You know, uh, I don't know. World what? Heart Day. Heart Day, Heart Day. Jantung, is it? I don't know, yeah. So the people yeah. smoking out there, stop smoking. <laughs> I, no comments. <laughs> no comments, Bob. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Uh, I have, I bring this heart topic close to my heart today. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, for that month, I think I attended three seminars just related to the heart, you know, from learning about stroke, uh, led prevent stroke and actually something to do about like an artery of the heart. You know, did you did you know? Okay, now oh, now wow. did you know? Okay la, know. From all of that, I can remember right now is this: if you eat a certain amount of food, let's just say too much protein, that's how you can actually cause a heart attack. It's, it's okay. not to do like too much about oh stress, you know. There's a little bit of that, mm-hmm. but it's got to do more on food since the amount of like breakdowns of those food goes through your arteries mm-hmm. and it just blocks down those holes that goes to your heart, goes that out pumping blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like basically, it's just like too much of anything is not good. Yeah, definitely, exactly. yeah. too much of anything is not good, but. Does it mean you have to avoid that specific food? You know, any other food can cause a lot of other problems <coughs> as well. But yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, I am a foodie. You have to understand, I have a high metabolism rate, and I'm still, thankfully, I I feel like I'm still high in metabolism rate. But you have to balance it out with exercise and things like that, keeping healthy, moving around. I I don't blame you. I mean, I I'm a. I consider myself as a high sugar tolerant person. I take a lot of sugar. I won't even deny that on be ashamed of that. But walk a lot. I walk a lot. I walk it off. Sweat it out, uh, basically, in a way. Yeah. And, okay. Next like, question. And plus, it doesn't mean like like my size. If you're fat, you're not healthy. You can't do sports, man. If I can, you like. If I can, anyone can, man. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll go on. Okay, that. So moving on to October. Now, uh, sad news a little bit on the, if you follow on the film perspective and the creative industry on Mamat Khalid. You know, 
yeah. Bumbi Kampung Pisang. I think if you're Malaysian, the legendary. Yeah, one. Is, it, is, it, is it the one that, that goes like, um, yeah, the, 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 what is it? The Baka. Kita Bako. Kita Bako. Kita Bako. Yeah, there we go. That, that was Hantu Kak Lima. Yeah. Ah, okay. It's a different movie from Ubi. Okay. They had like three three continuations and now they have a musical or if not mistaken oh, about it. Not bad. <laughs> yeah. like, now they have like series of zombie kampung pisang yeah, and everything. Yeah. Oh my god, I am not I am not in tune with the Malaysian scene at all, honestly. Because like I mean, being Yeah, it was like, it was a zombie phase, you know, of like when everybody was hyped about zombies and they came out yeah. with it, lah, you know, they jumped on the bandwagon. Try it's a comedy. Yeah, it's a comedy, you know. Just some local light. Yeah. yeah. Being like, like comments on Abu Mamat passing away, his artwork was exactly just how like uh this one to who is that this uh Sharifa Amani's uh my upper idol. Who's that? Um, no, oh, you mean Yasmin Ahmad? Yeah, Yasmin Ahmad. He he was like, like equally talented. Yes, talented. Cause like, right. Cause like, uh, being in the media, like studying media and everything, he is the one who actually bring Malaysia culture inside a movie. Like, as you can see in Zombie Kampung Pisang, how people panic when something happens. Yeah. Like. In Hantu Kat Limah, where you can see uh, orang kampung lepak-lepak after balik masjid and everything, you can see the culture of Malaysians there. And mm. like Yasmin Ahmad, uh, portrayal, you know, in the advertisements. Yeah, yeah, how Malaysia, like how Malaysians become Malaysians, like how Indians, Chinese, and really can get. Right? It, it was yeah. like Masaraya, you know, like during their festivities. Yeah, exactly. It's now so this, nice to see. It's like, it's hard to get that quality in a movie. I'm getting it's hard to understand. Yeah. yeah. You know, Because nowadays, because mm-hmm. nowadays, directors are like, focusing on like, love stories and like, yeah. to, that's, to- Really no, there's no, there's no easy. The uh, to me, the most, uh, the most impactful. Uh, I don't really watch a lot of Malay, Malay, uh, directed movies here and there. The the ones that I do enjoy is the one that is more heartfelt and shows a little, sometimes a little bit of the darker side of Malaysia, which people don't really, don't really want to talk about it. Um, like not Noel, not Noel Basically, uh, if you haven't heard of Pekak. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pekat was one of one of my favorite movies in a way, basically, mm-hmm. and also, Ola Bola. Ola Bola was the peak of like Malaysian unity right there. You know, I cried. <laughs> well, well, we, we all cried. <laughs> to me, Ola Bola, Ola Bola is up there. But you need to remember this one movie where everyone could agree that it's the Malaysian culture, like. The one thing, a movie by Yasmin Ahmad, which is Sepet. Um, I actually haven't watched Sepet before. I think I should. Well, you should watch. You're not Malaysian. I should. I should put that in the in the to watch list because I watched um, what's it called? Uh, hashtag not paid. I watched um, what do you call it? Uh, Pekat on Netflix. Not sponsored. Yeah. Hashtag not sponsored. If you watch <laughs> Netflix, I mean, if you watch Pekat, you gotta watch Sepet. 
Okay. Ah, uh, Sepe, and then you got another one. Apa? It's on Netflix. Uh, Adibah Nur was one of the characters. Uh, it was Tales and Tales. Tales and Tales. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. It was something nice like that. I was uh, thinking of a different movie at that time. Uh, actually, because I think a recent one was uh, very controversial. Was about a, a religious man being very. Pedo-ish towards the kids, if I'm not mistaken. I remember mm-hmm. that one. Uh, that one was Adebayo was in the, if I'm not mistaken, and people there were. Oh, well, that was one of the mo- the new ones. It like the other, like, the one that I'm mentioning is it was an old movie. You should you should watch it. It's like it's the movie. They converse in English, but it shows that Malaysia unites together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like for those who don't know, Baka and Sipit, um. Ah, Malay words, you know. Uh, peka I mean, uh, death and mm-hmm. uh, sipit mean like those uh, Chinese slick eyes, basically. Yeah, Pinky eyes. 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 Yes, there we go. So, yeah, you know, these are just like names, so that um, it, it brings up more meaning towards like in the Malaysian landscape yes. of like, if I'm not mistaken, it was in sipit where like Yasmin Ahmad, the director, portrayed a Malay and a Chinese falling in love together. Yeah, yeah. That that's. Well, not to say I'm in common, but you know, it's also not like practice so widely open as well, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's some of the local creative scenes that are not so popular all around the world, but they are really good mm-hmm. and it's worth a watch. Yeah, or every day out there, watch it it's on Netflix. On the other spectrum of categories, we're going a little bit more towards the business side. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a touch of business because on October, mm-hmm. um, Unemployment was quite high, uh, in terms of people who didn't have jobs. You know, uh, in Malaysia we we call it uh, apa graduan? What do you call it? Uh, penganggur. Mm. Penganggur, right? yes. yes. Tanam so, anggur, people would say. Right, coming out from uh, studies, graduating, and you don't get a job, so you're a penganggur. Mm-hmm. And we were at a staggering four point three percent of you know the total population of of. 33 million people, that's a lot, that's high. I mean, these are not just fresh grads, these are also like people who lost their jobs and understandably because of COVID-19. The sad part is that the 4.3% figure actually remained until today. The number was in October of 2021, mm-hmm. according to the Department of Statistics, but as actually it went up, uh, that people actually got jobs and... Uh, in the beginning of this year, or at least towards the end of last year, between this period, people lost their jobs again, and now the number is back to 4.3. I really hope that this is just the beginning, you know, so people say, you know, it's, it's okay to where you start, you finish better, mm. inshallah, you know, in God's will. But, uh, it doesn't matter where you start, lah. Uh, yes, it matters exactly. where you finish. Yes. There you go. But not to say that you should settle from for less than you are worth. <laughs> You know, you you should also understand where your worth is as well. So, yeah. um, <laughs> saying that because a lot of people would say like, oh, uh, ambil je lah, even though you are in like what degree, you finish a PhD or something and you want to settle for something that you lesser than what you work for in a way, basically. So, people- know your worth in a way, basically. So, yeah, I think, I think yeah, you, you have a point there because I met a lecturer today, mm-hmm. you know, and and I don't think I should say his name might be controversial, but mm-hmm. he he's taught me something to to look at because 
you know, certain people they work or they study and they, they, they come out to do exactly what they want to do. It's okay, you live your dreams. But then again, uh, it's kind of like off topic, but you just cannot forget uh, that sometimes uh, you study something and you work something else. And this is exactly what the lecturer taught me. You know, he studied maybe in public relations and he did go and intend to work in a public relations field. But however, he, you know, after five years decided that, you know, I'm not going anywhere and I love studying. So he, that's what exactly what he did. You never know that academia might be your line of view. Maybe we can be listening to a Dr. Ismail and a Professor Adam one day. I mean, I mean. I mean. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'll wrap up my October 2021 with uh, a big Malaysia plan. You know, everybody, it was very hot for quite a long time, not just in uh, October, but the 12th Malaysia plan. Malaysia has 12 plans to create a better Malaysia. And now we have a plan from 2022 technically, you know, mm-hmm. from last year. So it's 2022 starting to 2050. It's the mm-hmm. biggest plan, you know, in terms of budget. It's the, it's the most in terms of infrastructure spending, you know, we're building a lot more maybe skyscrapers. Got oh my God, more skyscrapers. Uh, I just want to see more trains, man. More accessible trains, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, let's just uh, a little bit off topic and kind of thing as well. When I was going back from Shalam today, okay. I just noticed like one of the train stations was beside a highway. Yeah. And in between two station miniaks. Yeah. And basically, like, is it even possible for someone to walk to that station? I mean, if no. you really didn't mind. <laughs> Building some, you know, pedestrian crossings in between or something. Just maybe I, just like something like in like Sunway. The, you got that like walk that walkway, walk. I understand. But the closest form of uh basically building is basically UITM. And it's about quite a walkway away, but it's like fifteen minutes to walk from like UITM. I mean, that's also an argument there, you know, in terms of, like, transportation. You know, the train can only get you so far, but the rest, you know, this is where, like, 21st century, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, This is where 21st century technology comes in. It's not just about buses, you know, bus other, you know. There are buses everywhere, but... Ever heard of Beam? (laughs) I just tried this a few days ago. The electric scooter, you know. Well, they, if they want more people to use that, they should make it a little bit more cheaper, if I'm not mistaken. It's quite heavy. Yeah, but... yeah so the some of us, bikes, you know, we can't minutes. afford 15 ringgit rides just for 5 minutes, man. Exactly. <laughs> and plus students are more. <laughs> well, let's hope that, that the, the Wawasan, is not wrong Wawasan 2020, which we did not, I can say we achieved a little bit here and there. Well, there were achievements here and there, but we didn't get manage to get what we actually fully wanted. But let's see, hopefully in in 30 years, we get flying cars. You know? Who knows? Uh-huh. Alright. Um, Shall we pass to, the baton on to yes. the next one? Let's go for the last two years of 2020. Last two years? La- uh, sorry. <laughs> oh my god, okay. My bad, my bad. Last two ones. Go ahead. So, 
basically last two months of 2021, which is November and December, in November, there's nothing much happen. Every time, every, like, every, everyone is like chilling down for the end of the year, expect everything to get better with COVID and everything. And in November, we only have the 15th Malacca state election. That's all. Which is, it was quite hectic where like, you know, when in, when in Malaysia, if something is involved with the politics and everything, it would be a hectic one. Well, uh, I didn't hear much news as anyways because I, I saw only like a couple of my friends going to Malacca just to vote, but um, other than that, November was pretty, was pretty boring actually. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, okay, the, the election itself was like interesting because we, we have like, 21-year-old girl running for the election. It, she was, like, one of the UITM students. She, even, like, she is our, like, our junior. My, really? Yeah. She's running for, party, like, open party, is it? Like, a solo party? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it called? Huh? What's the correct term for it, actually? Um, so, no. Party, either like the solo person, like yeah, basically, she was party. the opposition uh, independent or bebas. Yeah. Ah, yeah, bebas. Yeah, there we go. Okay, yeah. So, in the election, but she lost, mm-hmm. but now nah, it's okay. What do you expect? It's a, it's a try, it's a good try, you know. Yeah, younger people cannot rule Malaysia, lah. <laughs> according to some people. Okay, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> okay now we can shove. Salt down our throats after this. Huh? Now, who's <laughs> man touch Kopagaram and then we all die due to salt. Anyways, so basically, forward. November was quite boring. Only the 15th election, the Upper Malacca State election, but in December, oh, December, in the early of December, in December, there was few elections like the equivalent as Malacca, it was like the Sarawak, it? and like during the Malacca ones, and it also has been said in the Sarawak one. Everyone was kind of against it because what has happened in Sabah back in 2020. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they still proceed with it. So, thank, God. thank God nothing much happened. Oh, thank yeah, God. True. And in December, where people thought that it was like tempo bertenang for all of us, right? Mm-hmm. But no. Maybe in the early of the month, we were quite relaxed, right? In the early of the month, there was like the elections and everything, and great news. Uh, Muda was Muda was finally registered, cause like at least some youngsters inside the politics, right? Latest political party. Let's go. Finally, you something can fresh. Do it. You, you need something fresh inside here because like we have been going with the old rules. Now it's time for the new rules to come in. I am like quite excited for that to come in and to see what change are they going to make there. Mm-hmm. But a few days after that, around between the 20th to the 30th of December 2021, there was a huge flood yep. in places that we don't even expect. We, like, we were expecting that the monsoon season to affect the the usual places? The usual places like Kelantan, Kedah, Kuantan mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. It does affect those ca- those states but it wasn't as bad as it affected Selangor. Mm, I wouldn't say that. I feel like it is, uh, in general, it was pretty bad all in general. It wasn't 
it was it was uh, I can see Salango isn't bad, but it's just not expected to be that. Yeah. Like, you know, like Quantan and everything, we expected it to be actually that kind of bad, but like Salango was just a general. I mean, because of the I think number of people and you know because the damage, like yeah. the amount, you know, it was a lot. Like they they can't even put a number now. You said estimation hundred million. You know, people say it's more actually. You know, Definitely more. I mean, minimum so, like three, four hundred million. Yeah, because like during monsoon season, usually floods does happen in like states like Kelantan and Kuantan only. Yeah, Pahang only. But in Kelantan, I was in Kelantan at that time. I was in in Slango. Alhamdulillah, mm-hmm. uh, I was safe. We all were safe because we quite li- we live in a. Place that, like in high place, lah, again. So much, um, like people was expecting, like I was afraid. I was in Kelantan. I was like, okay, what? Takut, like I was afraid, like oh, Kelantan banjir ke ni, ah, something like that, again. So much, um, every day was raining there. Tapi tiba-tiba we got the news that it was flooding in KL suddenly, not in KL, in Selangor, basically in Shalam. Shalam. Shalam was the worst. Oh, Shalam was bad. Yeah, it was very bad. Like. It, this thing has happened back then, back in the 20s, like 1920s. The same Very, as, very, very long time ago. Almost 100 years ago, but it has happened again. This year. If I can interject, say, sorry. Interject, too. Yeah. No, the funny part is that I think one or two days after the flood happened, you know, uh, everybody was suddenly talking about Taman Sri Muda, right? Mm-hmm. And I was in a wedding. Uh, my mom just kind of like you know push uh pull me to this wedding uh, of my cousin like, not really, really that close to but when we were in Damansara okay lah alhamdulillah everything was fine thank God but funny thing is when I met my uncle you know he said this Taman Sri Muda thing well it's funny it's actually supposed to be like a it's supposed to be a a place where water is supposed to flow and and just you know be reserved there. It's not but not a reservoir, but it's just water is supposed to be there. It's like know, a or, lake? Or like the river, you know, or, or partially part of the river because okay. uh, the, the river that's nearby, we all know, at least in this area, is that caused a lot of the flood is Sungai Damansara. Mm-hmm. And Sungai Damansara, if you look at the map, or at least from above, you know, nearby, you notice Sungai Damansara is like an S, kind of is an S now, lah. Mm-hmm. but you know, it's an S shape towards the clung. Port. Mm-hmm. And it's just one thing, they said. If in the 1920s, like Adam mentioned, if they had at least maybe take some time to really think about it and cut the Sungai, instead of making an S through the city, just cut it straight all the way to Port Klang, even though it's not all straight, but make it much more straight. They say the, the water would at least downflow, you know, mm-hmm. all the way. And none of this might have happened, or maybe not as bad. Basically, but, city planning lah. Yeah, exactly. Yes. There you go. Not to blame city planners, but we don't always mention their name. Yeah, I I don't think I would know who's the city planners there, anyways. But and the the shocking part was as well, like the kampung near the our house. I don't know if you yeah, were there. Kampung tengah. Kampung kampung tengah. Oh, kampung tengah. Kampung Kianchong. Kampung tengah was also bad. Kampung tengah like the water like reached the roof, something like that. Hmm. Kampung Bukit, uh, Kampung Bukit Lancung was the same as well. But Bukit Tengah, Bukit Lancung. Because uh, it's it connected. One, oh, they're connected, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, 
for me, I saw only Bukit Lancung punya side as well lah. So, like, literally, there's a flats near my house here. Look from above. At night, I went at night on Saturday night, basically, when this thing started to happen. Saturday night, I went. There was a Hilux, which was already submerged up to... Oh, this is a Hilux, the Range Rover. Okay, not really, Hilux, the Range Rover, the big ones. Up to the side, side mirrors. The next morning, it was gone. Underwater already. So you can tell how high it is lah. So um it was pretty sad to see like a lot of people here and there. I remember at night we went to I also went to another place and there was this party there just popped up suddenly at the side here. He was like telling, Oh, down there right in front of your eyes is my house and all my cars are underwater now. So I mean I stood there, I'm like, what can I say to this man to make him feel better at this moment in time? You know, like Keep quiet and walk away. That's all. I'm like, oh, that's. I was like, uh, I just let my dad do the talking, honestly. But like, I was like, it's pretty sad to see this because they they said like, in about a span of five minutes from your ankles to your to their to their lutut, and yeah. then it has never ever happened, ever basically. And this is the first time, and everybody was it, it was devastating. And as much as probably, yeah, sure, it's it's a really unfortunate event. People lost their lives, but sometimes an event like this is is something that you know is a lesson for us to learn. You know, at least you you get hit once. You know, you've lived through it. Now we've gone through some disasters, not just a pandemic, and we we've seen with our own eyes. We've at least heard about it. We know people who've been affected by it, and maybe we can do better. Maybe like maybe the someone in charge of it could. Like, do something to there were warnings here. yeah there were warnings here and there there were warnings if it's heard or not that let, let god know lah I'm pretty sure everybody would yeah and plus that. like people people don't expect this to happen around Shalam Subang mm. and everything exactly. but it well, happened a well developed area basically you know, in yeah. a sense as well so um, during that time I think you can further elaborate on what just like, okay, during that time, I can't say much because I wasn't here, but I've been getting news from friends and family who is here. We can, one thing I can say I'm proud of Malaysians, that we actually come together, just same like how back then during the white flag, we do come together to help each other, to give what we can and everything. I, I am truly <laughs> proud of Malaysians, man. Kita jaga kita. Yes, exactly. So, we can see that worse, like, we pushed, really, like, exactly, like, we put aside our religion, our race and everything. Because, like, mosque was, op- was open to everyone to seek shelter. And, like, you can see in mosque, like, nearby your house, uh, yes. you can see, like, Chinese sitting there, yeah. even Indian sitting there. It's like a lot of places actually. Yeah, we can see there's no barrier actually when the people of Malaysia comes together to help each other, and like the effect of the flood is up till today. Where like if you can see, like nearby your house, the flat nearby Kadah restaurant, mm-hmm. you can see still cars that I think like people can't afford to yes. actually. Do anything get about it. The, uh, uh, to do anything about it. So they just leave it there. So much like it's quite sad to see it, but like Rizan said, whatever, uh, it whatever like 
things happen to us, it might be easy for us to say, but yeah. I mean, sometimes you know, like I'm. Uh, I think it was Kuala Langat or Ulu Langat. Um, I, I can kind of get confused at times. Uh, these places, it's not just a flood, but they had a landslide at the same time. Uh, if you live in that part of Kuala Lumpur, Selangor, it's kind of like in between the borders. You'd see that the hills and the mountain, because it's a, it's a Banjaran or something, it, mm-hmm. it is really shaped differently. And the people who live there, the villagers, you know, there are pictures of people going by. We even stopped by, I've seen the videos, you know, and, and I've been there myself, that uh, once you've seen like a rumah, traditional, right? Okay, rumah kampung Melayu, a Malay home. Uh, and it's all wooden. So, okay, fine, rumah kampung Melayu, you know, a Malay house will be just like slightly about one, three meters above ground, mm-hmm. somewhere yeah. there. Then, you know, okay, you, you come into the house, you know, however it's like. But this time, there's a before and after that, this is how the house is like now. Uh, before this, after the flood, it's it's gone. It's the stairs. It's just the stairs. Because <laughs> so the stairs is made out of bricks. But other than that, it's, it's made out of wood. So, you know, the water, the landslide, everything when it got pushed away and it's dried up, it's just done, gone. You know, a random fun fact, just to people who didn't know this, you can actually lift up a Malayu home. Mm-hmm. There is a video in YouTube as well, like a few places as well. Like you can, hands. not two hands. I mean, like a whole <laughs> bunch of like couple people. It's okay. I can't remember. There, there is a term for it for them. It's like something, but they literally can lift the whole. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so like yeah, two people have heard about move, it to another place. It's a very interesting, interesting thing. You can search it up, I think. Because like, because hmm. like back then, that is how they move. Like, like nowadays, we pindah pindah and everything. We will be like, okay, okay, buy new house. But old times, they are quite like sentimental of stuff there. Eh? Um. So yeah. Um. So people like back then were quite sentimental of their stuff. So much I'm like, okay, we're gonna move. We got new land. Let's bring the house together with us. And like mind you, <laughs> I've seen the video there. They bring the house. It's very interesting, you know. Honestly, like you, like um um. Okay, like how this one described it, it was like three meters above, and actually under that it they have like this. Um, concrete kind of like foundation so basically they moved from that to another place placed it on that as well at the same time so it brings a whole new meaning to pindah rumah you know <laughs> <laughs> that is like legitly pindah rumah <laughs> so fun fact for you guys out there like, if you haven't noticed it basically yeah mm-hmm. Okay, so basically December, just wrap up everything. Floods. Flood affected us all. And thank God our our you know our kita jaga kita semangat was good during that time, even though there yeah. were um certain people that you know were not utilized quickly. Yeah. Some people was like saya jaga saya, but mostly was kita jaga kita. Uh, Let's not forget that there was a celebration going on during that time, which kind of like 
you know, affected us a lot. And in many ways, people were really questioning about it, you know. So um, hopefully that does not happen again in the near future, you know. Hopefully oh. these, people, these people learn that when the riot is in need, drop the everything. The riot is them. <laughs> the riot is in need, the riot needs your help, you drop everything in a sense. Yeah, basically. exactly. We can take examples from Indonesia. Mm-hmm. Wow. As easy as that. A lot, a lot of places actually. They 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 utilize very a lot of things very quickly, not to not to kiss um Japan's uh behind, but a lot of a lot of things that in the sense of Japanese they do things really quickly. Yeah, you know, Japanese okay lah, one thing is that they hit the floods like very often since it's a very tsunami and earthquake. Typhoons. Like often, so, yeah, often like every day, not every day lah, yeah. every year, you know, and all that. But you know, they, they actually laid out some hands, you know, because mm-hmm. Japan has agreed to help Malaysia go out from this stage to learn how to come about tsunamis, earthquakes, and the disasters. Hopefully, in the near future, we can actually do something about this because it's enough is enough, you know, we don't want to lose yeah. any more lives anymore things and things you can replace but lives you can never replace so um i mean um yeah, a whole moment of silence for a bit like about 30 seconds of silence for these people and itu, for the malays you know al-fateha to these ones and uh unfortunately aren't with us today um but you know um that's 2021 for you it's a very exciting yet crazy year Ups and downs. Ups and downs. Yes. Coaster. Hmm? It's still the second week of January when we're recording this. And we can see a lot of exciting things popping up here and there. Let's hopefully in the end of this year, or maybe at the start of better, next year, yeah. Yeah, we can wrap up to a better tone as compared to this year, you know. But all in all, we do have our ups and downs. And that's 21, 2021 for you guys. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully, it's a new new country as well. Yeah. Right. But yeah, um, thanks for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. Um, hopefully, we our wrap up of twenty twenty one. We didn't miss out. We we concentrated on more of the bigger gist of things. We sorry if we missed out like uh things here and there, but it is what it is. Is this a wrap up? You know. So, anything else you guys want to add? Before we move on to ending our session for today, follow our social medias. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, Adam, you're, you're, you're up. You're up. Yeah, follow our social medias. Great things are coming this year. Basically, we will go 2022 is our year. A new thing for Inshallah. the Inshallah. Expect more from us. We will venture into more. Just follow our out. social medias for updates. And stay tuned, man. Yes. Thank you again. Uh, Ritz, lastly? No? Have a good year, guys. <laughs> Just <laughs> <with> yourselves. <laughs> Alright, I would like to thank uh, Adam and Ritzwan for our, you know, two-part um, first episode of the year with new beats. You know, hopefully you guys enjoy that one. Um, new, most probably new, exciting things coming along, and 
we hope to see you guys joining our events hopefully you know inshallah everything is gonna be well and you guys can just hit us up in our social medias as well here and there um we'll try to respond and we'll be there for you guys so thanks again hope you guys have a really great 2022 and stay safe everyone stick to your new year's and just be you (laughs) yeah man alright signing out bye bye guys ciao guys